welcome to the Unteachables podcast. I'm your host, Claire, and I am absolutely no stranger to the challenges and let's face it, sometimes carnage of being a teacher. And if you found yourself here listening with me, I'd say that you might know a bit about that as well, because being a teacher is friggin' hard. And this podcast is dedicated to making you feel a hell of a lot less alone whilst giving you the knowledge, support and strategies that you need to not just survive the chaos of being a teacher, but truly thrive. Think about it as getting a weekly dose of relatable, actionable, and most importantly, enjoyable professional learning straight into your ears. So hit the subscribe button, download me for your commute, and let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome to the episode of the Unteachables podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I know for a fact is a huge sticking point for teachers. And I know because number one, I get so many questions about this and the work that I do and all the rest of it. But I also speak most about this to staff and workshop this and guide teachers around it. There's just a lot of work in this space that needs to be done. And it's when students say really inappropriate things uh, or really problematic things, things that are misogynistic, things that are homophobic, things that are racist or anything else that, you know, is really problematic. Uh, and I know this episode is really important as well because it's actually something that has been particularly difficult for me and triggering for me. It's something that I've had to work a lot through myself with a psychotherapist who was able to contextualize these behaviors. Um, I know that a lot of other female teachers I work with, the things that are still said make me feel like kind of tight the chest, but I know that a lot of other female teachers that I work with really struggle with this as well. But yeah, I think about these comments and they still make me feel really anxious and angry and all of the things because we're human beings and that that's just because we're teachers it doesn't mean that automatically all of a sudden we're able to you know really be able to be on the receiving end of these things and be fine with it so I used to really going to bat with this stuff and really fight against it and I used to really allow myself to lock horns um, because it is something that's personal and triggering but after working with a psychotherapist I was able to kind of start to contextualize these behaviors I was able to see where they were coming from and how how to actually work with them. But of course, this means actually working with them. And what I was doing at the time in response to these types of comments and behaviors was working against them and letting myself get really worked up. And there was really no middle ground. Either I was getting so worked up by it that I was fighting against it and I was yelling and I was getting really upset and all the rest of it. Or I was just saying I just didn't have the capacity. So I was just saying that's inappropriate and just moving on with the lesson because like I physically and psychologically couldn't go into bat and I couldn't deal with these things. Um, and the response, if I did get really worked up about it, I don't even want to say the kind of things that students have said before. I'm sure that you can use your imagination and come up with things that your students have said, thinking about things that, you know, in the past have kind of come up and happened. Um, but things, yeah, I don't even want to say it because it could be quite triggering for people who are listening and have gone through different things. So I'm just going to leave it there. But let's just say at the time of one of the things that I'm really thinking about, I was pregnant and I was going through quite a lot. And um, like, this is one kind of example that I'm thinking of. But anyway, so comments were made when comments are made like this, what can often happen is students then say things like, it's just my opinion and I'm entitled to my opinion or we were just joking. So these comments that students make are so personal, they're so triggering, they're so inappropriate, they're so problematic. But because of the kind of day and age we're in with 
let's like be very honest with you, there are these male figures um, like Andrew Tate, for example, who are kind of feeding into this misogyny. They're a, he's a role model for these young boys. And so we're getting a lot of this stuff that's in, you know, social media, in all of those those spaces that students are coming with and it's kind of reinforcing their beliefs and making their beliefs okay. Like it's really just saying, yep, you know, you're allowed to have these opinions, blah, 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 blah. Um, he's a top G. So students are coming to school with this context that they haven't had before and it is fueling a lot of this misogyny that we're seeing in the classroom as female teachers. Um, anyway, so that's another aside. But so even though we're not strangers to the old inappropriate comment here and there, what do we actually say? What do we do? Uh, we need to do something because even if things are said in the context of a joke, the worst thing possible that we can do is to ignore the comments or do exactly what I did in the past and just say that's inappropriate and move swiftly on. So what to do about them? Um I think it can be very difficult as well when we aren't like it feels like we have to be the voice for other minority groups or other groups who are being discriminated against and it can be a little bit of a minefield. I think it's really, really important to upskill ourselves in being able to talk about these issues, talk about these things, reach out, read books, research, and um, I think it's our responsibility to make our classrooms as safe places as we possibly can and that comes with us taking responsibility and knowing more about this stuff and knowing how to address it. Anyway, so just say a comment has been made and it is really misogyny. I'm just going to speak about this through the lens of misogyny because a lot of our young boys, as I said before, because of the day and age we're in, because of the type of role models these boys have online, like Andrew Tate, who luckily has been, you know, put in prison now for the horrible things that he's done against women. I don't know if you guys know who Andrew Tate is, but he is a, um, I think he's an old, like an ex-boxer. He, if you haven't heard of him before, then you're very lucky. You can just give him a Google, but he was popularized on, um, Twitter, not Twitter, sorry. Um, TikTok by saying all of these outlandish things and really kind of speaking to that really like toxic masculine energy about women needing to be the ones who are in the kitchen making sandwiches and that are just there for, you know, for sex and all of those things. So like he was really damaging in the things that he said about women. Um, but again, you know, really normalizing things like domestic violence, but the thing, the way that young boys especially responded to him because he was, you know, apparently very rich and, you know, had a lot of influence. They saw him as his top G character. So what was happening, and I don't know if it's still happening now, I've been out of the classroom on maternity leave for six months. Let's hope that things have shifted a little bit. But what was happening is boys were coming into the classroom and saying all of these horrific things about women, about their peers, about girls. And then when we're trying to address it with them, they were just saying things like, nah, it's just my opinion, you know, like everything's okay here. This is, this is normal. This is what, you know, I believe in. So you can't say anything against it. Or I would get worse things like, you know, shut up, you're a stupid woman and all that kind of stuff. So it was very damaging, the kind of beliefs and, and things that came forward from this particular kind of, um, you know, role model that they had in this person. I know he's not the only role model online that does this either. I know there are a lot of different kinds of people who would be 
perpetuating these kind of beliefs for our young boys. But anyway, another tangent. The point is our boys are coming into school, so I'm going to be talking about this from a lens of misogyny. So just say if they say something really misogynistic, immediately name the behavior and the views for what they are. Ensure that the student knows that you're going to be following up promptly and properly at the first available opportunity. It's so important that we make a big deal of this. We make it a thing. We don't just gloss over it and say that's inappropriate and move on because we're uncomfortable, which is so easy to do. So privately approach that student and say, what you've just said is really homophobic or really misogynistic, really violent. I need you to know that this is very serious and we're going to be talking about this more after the lesson. Uh, Something to be mindful of, it may not happen, but if it did, uh, in my context, it does happen quite a lot um, because of the higher needs of my students. But a big issue here is that some students will make a thing out of it this is where I got a lot of the, this is my opinion. I'm not sexist, blah, blah, blah. Then they would recruit the rest of the class. Like, come on, was that sexist? You know, tell me that wasn't sexist. No, exactly. That was my opinion. So they're getting all of this social feedback and backup. And that can feel as a teacher, very disempowering. So if that happens, try to keep it cool. Don't engage with it and just move on to the next steps very calmly. Don't chuck a Claire and get really wound up by it because that's the worst thing you can do. Because when we fight fire with fire, they're going to escalate it. They're going to say things that are even more damaging. They're going to say things that trigger us even more. Um, So really calmly, take a deep breath, move on to the next step. So the first thing, immediately name that behavior, address them, tell them why it was problematic and then move on. The next thing to do, we need to make sure that our classrooms are islands of safety in amongst all of this stuff. So ensure that any witness of this or any victim of this is safe and knows that those views or behaviors are never acceptable and that you're going to be an advocate for that. So when appropriate, maybe saying to the whole class, I need you to know that I will be taking that very seriously. It's never okay to say things like this or approaching a student who might be a victim to explain, you know, that's not acceptable. I acknowledge that's not acceptable. Are you okay? Is there something that you need right now? Just know I'm going to be dealing with this. You have to know that I will be dealing with this appropriately and I will be dealing with this seriously, but are you okay in this moment? You need to go have a drink, whatever. Um, So number one, immediately name those views. Number two, really make sure that you're reinforcing that safe space for students and making sure any victims or witnesses are safe and they know you're going to be taking that seriously. Sometimes students don't know that we're dealing with it and you'll hear a lot from students like, oh, but they never get in trouble. I'm the only one that gets this. I'm the only one that gets that. It's because they don't actually see the work that goes into what we're doing. So being really clear with other students, yes, I'm going to be following this up, could be really important in that moment. So number three, once you've done that, you need to then have a discussion with the student and explore the real harm of these views and the behavior and educate them around the deeper issues. I would always like to come from a place where we're assuming the best of our students. Oftentimes they are apparent for, again, the things that they see around them. They're just taking on board all of those things and they're repeating them. And I think the best thing that we can do is not come from a place of this is a bad kid, you know, this is a this is a sexist kid, he's awful or she's awful. Um, I think really coming from a place of you know, this student actually doesn't understand why that was so serious and they don't actually understand like the real harm that these comments can cause. If you have done my That'll Teach Him course or the Masterclass Real Consequences, Real Change, this is where you would follow your transformative talk roadmaps in this particular discussion. So 
for example, pulling a student aside, keeping them after the class just to make sure you can speak to them privately, uh, speaking to them in front of everyone's not going to work because, again, they'll just get heightened they might escalate things. They might say things that are even worse just to kind of save face in front of their peers. So make sure it's a really private conversation. And you can say things like, do you understand why the things that you said are serious and never okay? And if they say yes, oh, can you explain that to me then in your own words? Can you you know, go through that with me why it might be a, you know, a not a good thing to say? Um, you can ask them, who do you think these comments hurt and why? How can you make that right? You can ask, you know, can you explain what misogyny or racism means? And if they can't, can I explain that for you? And this is a really great place to be able to teach them the skills they need or the knowledge they need to be able to move forward with it and then hopefully break that cycle a little bit and break down those barriers. Um, True discipline, I think I've said it a million times, but true discipline means to teach. It doesn't mean to punish. It doesn't mean to disconnect. Discipline means to teach them. And if they're saying these things, then try to look at it. And this is how I flipped it for myself because it is quite challenging. I've tried to flip it into an opportunity to teach a student, a young person, a future adult to you know, conduct themselves in a way that's better in society, in a way that's less harmful in society. And it gives us an opportunity to do that as hard as it is for us in the moment. So in the moment, in the lesson, you've told them it's not appropriate. You've ensured any witnesses or victims are safe and know they're not appropriate. You've had a discussion with the student now exploring the real harm. You're trying to get down to the heart of why they've said that, if they understand why it's problematic, if they understand why it's dangerous for them to say that. And then once that's done, if appropriate, inform your safeguarding or welfare team, have a collaborative like collaborative discussion with the parents or carers. Um, there might not be a safeguarding team at your school, so think about who that person would be. Like, a, There's always a safeguarding lead at your school. There's always a designated safeguarding lead, even if you don't have a whole team around it or a whole welfare team. So make sure you're speaking to that person or those people um, if it's appropriate to do so because it is a safeguarding issue if they're saying these things. So just flag it with them. And I would definitely flag it with a parent or carer because that reinforces how serious you're taking it. You could say something to them on the phone and and it's really important because then the student knows you're following that up and they're going to be taking it seriously as well. So I would always, you know, get on the phone and say something like, hi, Mrs. Brown, do you have the time to chat? I'd love to hear your thoughts and just keep you in the loop about something that James has said today that I found really problematic and, and challenging. And then once you've had that discussion with the parent or carer, I would really suggest saying something like, it would be wonderful if you could let him know that I spoke to you today so he knows we're taking it seriously and that we're working together on this and we know, we both know what's happening. Um, We care and we're keeping an eye out for those kinds of things in the future. So making sure that, you know, that's kind of like a wraparound thing for the student. And I know that it takes a long time to do all of these things, but when you're coming up against things that are incredibly damaging for not just, you know, that student to say in the future, but for all of the people around him, it will impact so much in your practice. It'll impact so much in your classroom with the other students around them. Um, it, It is definitely important to take the time to do these things. And hopefully when you do follow these steps and just recapping on those steps, Number one, immediately name the behavior. So just say a student is something really misogynistic. Get back in the kitchen, something like that. I just, like I've heard before, you know, I just tell my girlfriend to get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Um, So number one, immediately name that behavior in the views for what they are. 
James, do you know why that was a really sexist thing to say? That was a really misogynistic thing to say. I need you to know it's really serious. I'm not going to talk to you about it right now, but I'm going to talk to you more about this after the lesson. Number two, ensure any victims or witnesses of the comments are safe and they know those views or behaviors are never acceptable. So just say someone said this around a table and there's, you know, five people there. I'll say to the like that table, the people who are able to hear that comment, I need you all to know that I'm going to be taking this very seriously because we can't say things like that. It's never okay to say things like that. And if there are people at the table that might have been harmed, are you okay with what, what was just said? Do you need to go for a walk? Just know I'm going to be dealing with this seriously. Number three, have a discussion with that student exploring the real harm of those views and educating them. Education is so crucial in this step. Otherwise, what are we going to be teaching them? If we just punish them, what is going to be happening? We are just perpetuating this in our classrooms. We're putting us as us and them. We're othering this student. And when we do that, we're going to get an escalation in these behaviors. It's reinforcing these behaviors and we're never going to get that change that we need. So number three, have that discussion with them. You know, get them to explain back to you why that might have been harmful. Get them to explain what misogyny is. Get them to explain what racism means. You know, all of those things. And then bust any misconceptions that student has and really explore what the harm could have been in that moment to the people around them or in society in general. And then if appropriate, number four, inform the safeguarding or welfare team. And this is going to, you know, depend on a whole bunch of things around that student. So, you know, have they said things like this before? Is this a pattern that's like being established with this student? Is it just a one-off kind of comment that you know in your heart of hearts was them trying to be a little bit funny? That changes the context of it. So really thinking about those things and then have a discussion with the parents or carers, um, just letting them know, reinforcing how serious it is and just getting them on board for a chat later down the road. So I hope this gives you a few really actionable steps to take when dealing with this issue. And it is an issue that is a huge one for us as teachers because it can be such a minefield to navigate. I understand that so deeply. So I'm right there alongside you. I completely understand what it can be like and I completely understand how incredibly challenging and triggering and just so difficult it is for us as teachers to navigate. So please also just take care of yourself and take some deep breaths and remind yourself that these students, you know, they're just a representation of the context around them and all we can do, we can't control what they say, but all we can do is try to influence them and teach them in the best way that we possibly can. And sometimes the best way that we do that is by modeling that kindness and that compassion and that empathy. So we're getting them on board for these chats later down the line. So Have a lovely day, everyone, and I'll see you next time.